Hello, this is Graham Cook. Welcome to the Brilliant Perspectives podcast. Today we're talking about how promises are everything to God and therefore should be everything to us. Unfortunately, we won't see many of our promises fulfilled without first learning about the nature of God and who he is for us. So in order to grow in our promises, we must experience his unchanging nature and heart towards us. Let me tell you why this is so vital to me. In 2009, I contracted a virus in my brain, um, which was kind of fun because at least it proved that I had one. And also at the time of diagnosis, I discovered I was type 2 diabetic. Both those things were life-threatening conditions and to some degree still are today. So I began learning uh, how to live one day at a time, but also how to prepare for the future. When I came to sit down and, and pray about this whole situation, I said to the Lord, I really need, I need you to heal me. I need you to give me a promise. I need something. And um, a couple of days later, a friend of mine who didn't know about anything that was going on just called me and said, I've been praying about you the last couple of days, and this, this scripture keeps coming into you know, my mind. So anyway, here it is. And it was Isaiah 46, verses 3 and 4. And I'm paraphrasing slightly here. It says, listen, you who have been born my, by me from birth and have been carried from the womb, even to your old age, I will be the same towards you. Even to your graying years, I will bear you. I have done it. I will carry you, and I will bear you, and I will deliver you. I still today don't have words to describe what that promise meant to me. I mean, it took all the pressure out of my situation and really enabled me to come to a place of rest. And from that, I I formulated this mindset that, During this situation, for as long as it lasted, I'm not a person trying to get well. I am a whole person fighting off sickness. And that meant such a lot to me in terms of having this sacred promise from the Father. A promise literally from God that was the difference between life and death and still is today. And that's one of the reasons why I actually wrote the whole series called Radical Permissions 1, because I was discovering again for myself the, the unchanging heart and word of God that, comes, that becomes the place of standing in absolute confidence in the goodness of God towards you, regardless of your circumstances. And the fact that who God is is more important to me than the circumstances I was in. So I hope you enjoy this clip. It's not about you being brilliant. It's about him being amazing. And you will not become brilliant because you get your act together. You will become brilliant when you realize how amazing he is and how he never changes and how he includes you in him. So if 
one of his names is wonderful, then wonderful has to be your name. We get to be who he is, and we have all the help in the world for that to happen. He swears by himself. And one of my current, uh, for the last few years, favorite um, promises, because um, I have a life-threatening health condition, Yahoo. (laughs) I am not a sick man trying to get well. I'm a whole man fighting off sickness. But, you know, my doctors are concerned and all that kind of stuff, which is really sweet of them. I appreciate it. (laughs) But this is my promise from the Father. And so this for me is sacred to me. And and I'm going to read it out because I I just have a sense that there are people here who are in a similar situation. And this might want to be a promise that you borrow. Yeah? And it's from Isaiah 46. And this is his promise to me. Verse 3, you who've been born by me from birth and have been carried from the womb, even to your old age, I will be the same. And even to your graying hairs, I will bear you. I have done it and I will carry you and I will bear you and I will deliver you. See, a promise is everything to God, and therefore it's everything to us. Promise from God is often like the difference between life and death. But a promise is something that God gives us because he doesn't change. Therefore, when you come and rest and stand on that promise, then all the confidence that God has in his word comes to you. I like that. God's heart and nature is unchanging towards us. He's put us into Christ and Christ into us to make us feel doubly secure in his loving kindness to us. So when life is unstable, Jesus is the only constant. His nature is the foundation of all trust He is unfailingly good. And he's the one who says, I will never leave you, nor will I forsake you. Unchanging, constant. And it's his nature that provides us with the revelatory insights that influence our whole identity and our personality. So radical permission number one is it is the unchanging heart and the unchanging word that becomes the place where you can stand in absolute confidence in the goodness of God towards you regardless of circumstances. Who God is is therefore more important to you 
than the circumstances you're in. Key number two, it's impossible for the Father to see you disconnected from love. You see, because he's unchanging, he has included you in the son of his love and he doesn't ever see that changing. Because that would mean that he would have to change and he's just not available for change. So when he puts you into Jesus, he puts you into the unchanging nature of God. What does that really mean? Nothing depends on what you do. That's that whole religious thing again, is it makes everything dependent upon our performance. We are going to cut the head off that monster one day. Nothing you do... depends on you. It does, nothing depends on you. Everything depends on who God is. You don't get things from God because of your behavior. You get them because of your placement in Jesus. You get them because he is one. Right? We may be struggling to be one with God. God is not struggling to be one with us. Right? He is not struggling. He's not going, oh, that Graham, dear Lord. If I had a God, I would pray to him right now about that one. <laughs> He's not doing that. <laughs> Let me read you something brilliant from the Bible. It's in Romans chapter 8, verse 31. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who is against us? What does that mean? It means you can't even be against yourself. I know you've tried it. I know. I hear stuff. You can't even be against yourself successfully because he won't stand for it. He's for you. Get over your bad self. I'm sure you will. He who did not spare his own son but delivered him over for us all, how will he not also with him freely give us all things? You need at least to be asking the Lord the question, so uh, this all things stuff, what does that mean for me? That's a good question. He would love to answer that question. What are the all things that you need right now in your circumstances? You know, the only reason you have circumstances is because God wants to give you stuff. So he creates circumstances. He allows in his wisdom what he could easily prevent by his power. He allows circumstances because he wants to give you stuff. See, that was wonderfully eloquent right there. Stuff. He wants to give you things, yeah? How will he not also with him freely give us all things? He uses the term all things because he uses all kinds of situations to give us all things. So you don't have 
any situation in your life that cannot receive something from the Lord. Because that would not be true to who he is. Yeah? Who will bring a charge against God's elect? God is the one who justifies. It's like the Lord is standing in front of you saying, anybody wants to accuse my Graham right now, you've got to come through me. Right? Anybody who wants to come after you has to come through him. Who is the one who condemns? Christ Jesus is he who died. Yes, rather, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who also intercedes for us. You know, the one who knows us best, loves us best. And is praying for us. It's like... Heads you win, and tails you win bigger. (laughs) Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? Retrospective question, the answer is nothing separates us from the love of God. Not even you. Not even our stupidity can separate us from the love of God. Not even the church we belong to can separate us from the love of God. (laughs) Listen to this though, this is amazing. But in all these things, we overwhelmingly conquer. Come on, when was the last time you overwhelmingly conquered something? Last Tuesday. In all these things, we overwhelmingly conquer through him who loved us. For I'm convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing I think Paul's pretty serious about this. Nothing will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. It's really important for us that we settle that issue once and for all time. God does not have an undivided heart about you. He knows exactly how he sees you, exactly how he feels about you. He knows exactly what he wants to be for you. And he's never going to deviate from that primary purpose of making you like him. What does that mean? We get to become as unchanging as he is. But the journey into that is we come to a place deliberately where we have an unchanging sense of who God is for us. And we totally, 1000% relax. We rest in the nature of God. Thank you for listening to this clip from Radical Permissions 1. 
If you're interested in learning more on this topic, you can watch the video series on btv.com where you can get a seven-day free trial. Or you can purchase the audio version on brilliantbookhouse.com and search for Radical Permission 1 in the CD section.